Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to the His and Hers Playlist Podcast, one of our solo runs here. So in this new launch of the His and Hers Podcast, we are doing a couple different solo runs, like solo episodes that me and Sarah do because recording schedules get crazy and we want to keep giving you guys content out there and keep, you know, providing the entertainment that you seek and our uh, interesting music knowledge. Yeah, starting out today, we're going to start with, so my first one, I wanted to talk about sort of guitarists. I'm a guitar player at heart, as if you listen to this podcast, you will soon find out or already know that I love guitar music. I am a nerd for it. I just love everything about strings, guitars, whatever is out there. I And it has a string on it. I want to hear it. So I wanted to go through some of the stuff that I've been nerding out on, some of the stuff that I nerded out on back in the day when I started and sort of got into my idea of what music is and what music made me excited about music and what guitar players and musicians that were exciting me and sort of the history of those bands and the history of those people. Some are kind of on the nose where you're like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. You're a music fan. You like them. So, of course. But there, there's some that you might not know, and there's I wanted to find at least one or two players that I think are just amazing and uh, that don't really get the time of day or get their day in the sun. So I want to start off, and this is so this is top five or so a little rundown of what we do here on His and Hers Playlist Podcast. Me and Sarah, my co-host, pick a topic. Top five, sort of like High Fidelity, that amazing book and John Cusack movie. We take a topic and we both choose five songs. Sometimes we do albums, but most of the time we do songs. Top five songs of that genre. We did MySpace. Everyone remembers the top five MySpace songs that you could have on your front page. And it was like, oh, what did you pick? So we we did that. And then it was top five most influentials before that. So I'm going to do top five nerd songs for Luke Fisher. And nerd, not in the derogatory sense, more in the what I'm really excited about, what things that sort of have depth and and understanding and honesty. One of the biggest things for me in music is about being honest and being true to the artist that you are and being true to what you want to be and who you want to be. And I think art is, you know the prism that we view the world in. And and if you want to make the world a better place as an artist and you want to touch people in a emotional way, not a physical way, um, or if you want to touch people in a physical way too, I mean, I guess music can do that too, if it's consensual. So this is my top five of people that I've been really inspired by, bands that I've been really inspired by over the years and currently. So top five, Luke what is Luke into? That's what we'll call this. Top five, what is Luke into? So the first one I wanted to go over was, and the first one I picked is an instrumental band. They are called Earthless, and they're based out of San Diego. Amazing, amazing guitarist. Isaiah Mitchell is sort of becoming my guitar hero of the day. I think that his playing, his style, his tonality, his ability to move up and down the neck, to find interesting bends, spaces, you know, he just does things that when I listen, I'm blown away. Uh, They do epics, so they do about 14 to 13 to 14 minute songs, and you just can't turn them off. They're just full throttle, just 
in your face. I mean, the guitar playing is out of this world. The bass playing, the drumming, it's just so much fun. I mean, I can't wait to see him live. I've never gotten the privilege, but um, I really want to see him. The song I picked for this is Violence of the Red Sea. Again, that's Violence of the Red Sea by Earthless. It is insane. The opening riff and just how it all unfolds. And there's a part around like, I think nine minutes that I keep listening to that Isaiah just does things that you're like, what the fuck, man? It's how do your hands move that fast and still have the tone and still have the, you can hear every note. It's not muddy. It's not washed. It's just, it's wow. It's really, 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 really cool. And this album is uh, not their newest, but it's one of the coolest. And they're finally actually getting more and more notoriety these days. And uh, I know that they're on tour in Australia, I think, coming up here. This was recorded in November of 2022. So I think they were starting to go on their Australian tour. Isaiah actually just took over for another band on this list as the guitar player for the Black Crows. And uh, Mark Ford is one of my favorite and biggest influences, one of their original members. And so he's taking over for them. That's a good segue to my next one. My next one is The Black Crows off of their By Your Side record. It's not one of their most popular ones. It's in the late 90s, early 2000s. It has a cool blue cover with them all in white. It's almost like a Alice in Wonderland sort of vibe to it. It, it has like a really, really funny sort of very early 2000s, almost weirdly new metal sort of um lettering on there and things so it's it's kind of a funny record but the song is go faster and i just how this song starts and hits with the harmonica that comes in and chris and rich robinson i mean a little history from them they've been doing it for over 30 years their first record shaker moneymaker came out in 1990 and that was their biggest hit Moving on that, you know, Mark Ford was in that band who was just, God, Sting Me is one of my favorite guitar solos of all time. I wish I liked his uh, solo stuff as much as I liked his playing in The Crows. You know, Chris and Rich really make a bed of music that people can really shine but rich's rhythm on this song and how he comes in and how the harmonica and how chris just comes in and can you make this thing go faster and it just hits everything hits the drum sounds so good it's just such an unbelievable record It, it definitely gives zero fucks on anything it's just who they wanted to be. I think the By Your Side record is the record that made the Crows move into a new... Left that sort of Southern R&B wave, Southern attitude, Southern rock attitude, and started doing things in the way that they wanted to, you know? Stopped doing... It felt like stop doing... I haven't heard from them, but stop trying to make the fully commercial records and do things that just made them happy because they had a fan base. They didn't need to. They've been a band for 10 years, so they just started doing what they wanted. And I think that like Go Faster is really just a, a resounding fuck yeah to everything. <laughs> and it's just such a get up and go. I just love it. It's a sing-along. It's just... It's so fun. And I and I think that, you know, hearing Isaiah now that he's the guitar player for the Black Crows, if they played that live, I think that would be super, super cool. I don't know if they'd play that lo- song live very much, but man, super, super, super cool song. Again, off the By Your Side record. My next one. So those are sort of my 
sort of one and two of this list. Uh, Isaiah's sort of the, been the guitar player I've been studying recently and wanting to sort of be, you know, like and sort of want to, yeah, just emulate his sound. You know, I feel like as a guitar player, it's always good to study someone's tone, understand their their abilities to play and see if you can do what sort of emulate what they do but then use it in your own style and your own tone and your own things but really breaking down someone who's done it to hear other people do it so the, so again the crows were like sort of my growing up getting away from punk rock because i was such a punk rock kid in high school and the crows were sort of that band that got me to say oh yeah there's more than just a power chord but it can still have the angst and emotion and energy as punk does um i heard an amazing interview with rich robinson and chris robinson when they were talking about why they got into music and rich talked about like it wasn't really about the music in the beginning yes the music was cool and things but it was about the electricity about something happening about going to a show and hear the popping of the pa and hearing those things and knowing something out of the ordinary is going to happen to you you're going to see something that's not in your day-to-day life. And I think that that really resonated with me. And that's sort of what has always driven me to music is adventure. And, I, you know, the, the bands have really pushed it for me and really showed me that there are emotions and honesty in music that's not just angst. So I like that. Um, moving past that, um, we're going to go into a little bit of indie rock here. I went with the National anthem by radiohead off of the kid a record and everybody sort of knows this one it's it's sort of an instrumental york sings a little bit in there but it has that bass line like do 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 it's just such a crazy mixed song as an engineer i know everyone's like oh yeah radiohead all right broken record they're just so good so unique so talented yada yada and their mixes are insane but kid a is like the dark side of the moon for indie rock guys like as dark side of the moon is for arena rock classic rock guys this is that I, I, Kid A is pushing the boundaries of what indie rock can be. It's pushing the boundaries of layering, of digital recording, of where you can have hundreds of layers of audio and, and mix it in different ways. And the national anthem by them is just so raw. This song really reminds me of the fucking in the bushes off of the standing on the shoulder of giants by Oasis. It's got that lick that's in Fight Club that everyone remembers like but this that's like that song mixed with like art <laughs> and, and I'm not throwing shade at Oasis I love Oasis I think they're one of those bands that talk themselves into a corner but they're actually as good as they say but yeah the national anthem by Radiohead is like a painting in sound and color and I it's just one of those songs that I'm just always so blown away by Every time I hear it, the the level of synth and the level of attention to detail throughout the whole thing is just unreal. I mean, the way that Radiohead does whatever they want to do. I mean, I think like Kid A was always the one record that like, I think Kid A was the album that Radiohead realized that they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. <laughs> they could try whatever, do whatever. They had the talent, they had the creativity, they had the feel, they had whatever they wanted to do, that they didn't have to do the 90s rock anymore. They could do whatever they wanted to do and really experiment. And you can really hear in Kid A the 
experimental growth of Greenwood and York and all those guys that really made Radiohead turn into the band that they are now. And I just think that the national anthem is the, the sort of shining light on that record for me. So I, I, I really do like that record. And Radiohead is amazing. I mean, as a, a nerd, I know that it's like you like Radiohead or you hate them, but they are just out of this world sometimes. I feel like there are some bands that actually deserve all the hype, and they are definitely one of those. So I got two left, and one is, and they're very different. One is going to go way indie rock from a Brooklyn-based band, and then the other one is going to go from a southern metal band that I've adored recently, and they're not a new band, but I've gotten into them and, you know, about five years ago, and I just can't stop listening to them. So the first one is England by The National. The National, the Brooklyn-based band The National, off their high-voltage record. Again, The National, I think their best record of all time is The Boxer, which is a record, I think, a couple before this. And it is, that record from start to back is, I think, indie rock gold. They are just one of those, yeah, one of those bands and one of those records that it just blows you away. And High Voltage, I think, was a couple records after that and definitely in the height of their stardom. Um, and they, you know, sort of rode the wave of the Strokes, the Walkman, the Libertines, that sort of garage rock, but did it totally different and did it in the way that they wanted to do it. I think that Matt Berenger, the sort of driving force of this band, is unreal. And the drummer, oh my God the drummer but England is one of those songs that is so haunting it's just it's one of those things that I wish I could make my guitar sound like Matt's voice it's just this almost pedal tone throughout the song that just really evokes so much emotion and evokes so much feeling and and the layers that come into this song and how the song sort of evolves on itself that and the drums that come in it just builds the whole time it's just building 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 constantly you know the national made that whole every single part of the song was a build up and was you know i feel like rainbow kitten surprise i think that's the band's name yeah i'm almost positive they took and i love that band they took so much from the early days of the national and how you build songs and, and on high voltage it's all about every song just builds and builds and builds, especially England. It starts off with this somber, sort of almost like you are in foggy London, and then it moves and moves and builds and builds and builds and has such longing and such meaning behind it and such grief. It's so cool. As a post-punk, mo moody, modern band, it's indie rock's finest. I mean, the National do it almost better than anybody. I mean, they just have a way of being who they want to be, who they want to emulate, who they want to, you know, they are one of those bands who they heard themselves and they wanted their sound and they got it. You know, it's like, it's so hard to hear the music in your head and then play it the way you hear it in your head. But they definitely do that, which is so amazing. And I just think is so rare for any band to, to get to that point, which I just, I love. All right. And then the last band. So this is moving definitely off a different path. And again, this is just stuff I'm into. So there's no real theme. This is just sort of guitar nerd sort of things that I just really, really like and I've been really into recently. So the band that is going to round off this solo episode of Luke's Corner, as we, I guess we'll call it right now, is the band Mastodon. Mastodon, as I lisp on that. Mastodon. The song is Ember City 
off of their One More Time Around the Sun album, and I just am always blown away by this. I'm blown away by metal players all the time. I'm not a metal player. I am not a... I, I just... I don't play that way, but I'm always so fascinated with players who can play that way. I mean, it's... Yeah, One More Time Around the Sun is just, from start to finish, one of the most epic records, I think, of all time. First of all, the album art cover awesome it's just psychedelic as fuck it's cool it's wants me to buy it right away you know if i was just going to the store to just get a record off of an album cover it's definitely one i would pick up it's unbelievable just the way that they hit so hard and just the the concepts and the the most epic just heavy shit that this band does i mean leviathan is one of their probably their truest most metal albums in 2004 but this molding new metal, molding their style, molding this Southern Atlanta sort of vibe to them, but also doing things that are just so freaking cool. And like, you can hear the jazz influence and you can hear the lyrical hooks in the guitar riffs. And it's just awesome. And there's two solos in Ember City that are just awesome. It's And the drummer, I mean... One of my favorite drummers right now is uh, Bron. It's the B-R with the umlaut over B-R-A-N-N. Delore, Delor, God, these fans are going to crush me. But him on drums in this song is unbelievable. I just love how metal drummers and metal guitar players link up in like no other music can. And I just think that Ember City is just one of the truest songs that takes that new metal vibe and the early sort of 2000s. You know, it's commercial metal for sure. Uh, most scream or whatever metal fans the gatekeepers of metal will probably say that it's pop and bullshit but for me as a blues player as a you know Dwayne Allman lover things like that these guys take those elements and make it into a heavy 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 super cool sound and I think they're definitely one of the most influential metal bands of the 21st century over the past 20 years for sure and you know their last couple albums haven't really done it for me but this one really crushed it and Ember City was amazing so to do a little recap of the whole episode Violence of the Red Sea by Earthless starts us off we go Go Faster by the Black Crows off their By Your Side record then we had the National Anthem by Radiohead off their Kid A record then we had England off of the National the band the National off of their album High Voltage and then the last one is Ember City by Mastodon on their One More Time Around the Sun record so that's it guys thank you so much for listening to the episode my first solo one by myself again i am luke fisher one of half of the his and hers podcast sarah marquise is coming out with a couple solo episodes herself we just are so happy to be here making his and hers again so please like and subscribe and thanks for listening guys all the best